What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. This week, we have the newest person that Aaron Rodgers is suspected of dating, our NFL picks, and our thoughts on Tuka Rask being back with the Bruins. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's have a great show. Y'all know Let's what go. it is. What is up, party people? Welcome to the most busted and amazing podcast of all yeah. time. This is Saturdays talk and a little Seltzers. Bit, a little bit. My name is Kendra Middleton, and I am joined Sarah. by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Kendra. Sarah, how are we doing? I see you, ladies. Fantastic. How are you? Y'all know what time it is. I uh, am good. Um, <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Alright, sis, knock them out, Mike Tyson. Fantastic. What'd you write about? Um, it was my team of the week article where I just pick three forwards, three spin, and then one goalie from the last week out of NLL play who stood out to me somewhat uh Noah I with him I think he follows you um said it's my most bussin list so nice it is the most bussin of the NLL I like that title better <laughs> yeah me too okay so before the show Sarah and I talked about that we are both drinking tonight I am drinking a new seltzer that I found at Trader Joe's that the woman accidentally charged me only five cents a can and I think it, was, it had to be a mistake or something because there's no way that these are five cents but I spent enough yeah. money at Trader Joe's to not feel guilty so I have these I'm going to try Sarah should I try the spiced chai and cranberry or the English breakfast tea and lemon lime first? I vote the spiced chai and cranberry one because that's the one All I right. pick. All right, we're doing it. Me too. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I have a bunch of White Claws. The first one's watermelon. I think the second one I have is mango. That was not bussin'. Explode? I keep... Yeah, that was not bussin'. <laughs> um okay perfect so oh there goes the bark getting it out of the way early um so if you are new here we have a segment called hlh which is our high low hero so your high of the week your low of the week and your unexpected hero of the week i'm going to take a sip of this while sarah tells you guys her hlh Okay, so my high was I saw Spider-Man. I'm not a big Marvel person, to be honest. I've seen, I think I've only seen the first Spider-Man and then some of the Andrew Garfield ones. But I saw the most recent one. I went with Lauren and she's like a diehard Marvel person. So she explained things to me that I didn't know when they're going on. Plus, I like Tom Holland. He's so cute. So that was my high. My low, I was explaining to Kendra my sleep schedule or like lack thereof I just like kind of don't sleep anymore (laughs) I think I slept for three hours last night so I think I've gotten maybe 12 hours over the last week so that's definitely low I need to figure that out (laughs) and then my hero yeah is euphoria because I started watching that show because I saw everyone talking about it and I love Sydney Sweeney and obviously I love Zendaya too but like I love Sydney Sweeney so I started watching it one that show is fucking weird but it's so addicting so that's my hero because when I can't sleep that's what I'm watching (laughs) okay so I'm glad you said that because I watched Euphoria when it first came out this one piece of hair is driving me insane um but I watched Euphoria when it first came out with a bunch of my guy friends um when I was staying with them in Atlanta Mm -hmm. a summer or two ago now and I loved it and I haven't started the new season so when you're done with season one let me know and I will start two with you okay perfect yeah because okay, I feel like also, I'm behind. Everyone already starts season two. I know. And I've been seeing all these spoilers and stuff on TikTok. And I'm like, everyone, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also want to see Spider-Man. And I'm not a huge Marvel person. So maybe I will, too, see Spider-Man as well. Um, also, this is Bussin'. This gets a smash. The other one we will see. Is this it? Is it smash. sounds yeah. like it would be Bussin'. Yeah. <laughs> Bussin' and amazing. No, sounds definitely. Bussin'. <laughs> You guys are new here and this is your first episode. You probably think that we are like insane for saying bussin' all the time. But if you don't follow us on Twitter, go follow us at Satin Seltzers Pod over there. You can follow us at Saturdays and Seltzers on Instagram. Our bestie, Anthony the Red Sox fan, um, has introduced the word bussin' into our vocabulary and it's never going anywhere. 
Um, but this is bussin. It's like spicy cranberry. Dylan Sanders would love this. Dilly shout out of the week. This is cranberry. And it was five cents. I don't know how much it's supposed to be, but go get you some. <laughs> um, my HLH this week was obviously Sunday. The Jags, if you didn't listen to our new episode as well, I did a solo football show. Make sure you go catch up over there to preview the playoffs and, um, review the national championship game but on Sunday the Jags won the Lions won so the Jags kept their first pick I am now a fantasy football champion I thought I lost by one point but didn't know that it was a two-week playoff so I wound up winning which is dope um and my picks went four for four on the weekend and then my other high is the Auburn men's basketball team who was ranked number four in the country beat Alabama last night and Baylor lost as well so they should move up to potentially number one in the rankings which would be awesome um I don't know if that's a school first or not I would assume potentially but that would be super exciting um and yeah so that was my high my low was yesterday I did a juice cleanse and I woke up feeling great it was like not a bad thing I would probably do it again but I was miserable last night when I was typing out our like show notes and I was like fuck this juice cleanse so that was my low when I was doing this yesterday I don't know if that's like my real low because I feel so good um and then my hero is Mm -hmm. the Georgia Bulldogs I had so much fun watching the game the other night and I did not expect to have as much fun as I did and eat all the snacks and see all my friends we did like a last minute potluck situation and that was a ton of fun so there you go um I want to talk about the MLB first just because we have so little there I see that you have in our notes some stuff about John Lester I know you are okay are you pro John Lester because I feel like everyone is yeah I am pro John Lester very big pro John Lester (laughs) okay how do you feel sad I mean I'm not too surprised by it. I mean, I thought maybe he at least had another year in him. I wish that he retired as a Red Sox player. I think that obviously has nothing to do with him. Like, it wasn't his choice. It would have been nice to see him retire in a Red Sox uniform. But he had such a good career. Uh, I'm happy for him. And it's nice that we have some bit of baseball news, I guess, this week between that and our other thing. So that was nice. I'm happy for him. Okay. Yeah, so our other baseball thing, her, so I put in our notes about Rachel Balkovic, Balkovic, it's Balkovic, correct? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I put in our notes that she was the first female hired in a major league organization. She is a minor league coach in the Yankees organization. I just had two quick things I wanted, a few quick things I wanted to say about this. First of all, I think that this is awesome. Um, It's a step in the right direction for women in the sport, that's for sure. Um, My biggest comment on it is, of course, it had to be the freaking Yankees organization, which I'm sure you feel the same way about. And my only other comment before I see if you have any is a friend of the program, Gab Starr, had a tweet the other day that I absolutely agreed with talking about her. She said um, her qualifications are unmatched. She's an NCAA Division I catcher, has two master's degrees, taught herself Spanish to connect better with the players, and worked for the Cardinals, Astros, and Yankees dating back dating back to 2012, bow down. I absolutely agree with Gab there. Do you have any comments on this other than the fact that like, fuck the Yankees, but like not. Yeah, so I watched the um, Zoom meeting with like introducing her and then Aaron Boone was talking and whatnot. And I did like that she said that she'd like to be a GM one day, which I feel like she's on the perfect track for that. And mm-hmm. like Gabrielle said, like she already has like such the perfect resume. Like she's overly qualified for this job, which I feel okay. like you see that a lot in sports when women get hired women. in these roles, they're always overly qualified. Yep. But then I also liked as much as I don't like the Yankees, Aaron Boone said like, I hope one day like this isn't like breaking news every time something like this happens. Like it's just like, oh yeah, we hired a coach and there's not like, oh, well, she's the first woman here. Like it's just like yeah we hired someone who's qualified to do their job and that's it yep I totally agree with you there um I do feel like that happens far too often and hopefully we will get to a place where it's not breaking news but for now unfortunately there are going to be many firsts and I'm glad it's it's kind of a gray area for me and I don't find myself in a gray area often 
uh, because I'm just such a black or white person, but it's like, I'm happy to be a part of history and see, you know, women making changes and doing things to better the sport and the community and women mm-hmm. in sports. But at the same time, I'm like, holy fucking shit, it's 2022. Like, how is this the first? No, it's actually, so I got an Instagram DM last night from a girl asking me, she was like, oh, like you work for the NHL, like, do you have any contact? Like, she's like, I have a lot of like things I'd like to say about the league or whatever. Like, is there someone I can like say that to? She's like, I don't want to just like tweet at social media or whatever. And I was like, I mean, not that I know of, like, I don't think there's like a suggestion box, but I was like, there should be a way in like all the leagues. Like if you have something to say, like you're able to say it and voice your opinion. Cause there are so many like just random discrepancies like that in sports that I feel like you see people talk about all the time on social media but like how are you ever going to be able to like speak mind and be like hey like because I don't know those higher ups like everywhere's kind of just an old boys club still and you just don't know if they're actually listening or if they're just straight up ignoring you which is probably the latter but who knows Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes it's the like not looking you in the eyes if you know what I mean and the nodding up and down pretending like you are listening which is unfortunate but I do agree that things are changing they're progressing like I said I'm in that sort of gray area with this um it's it's sad to me too that like there's just this is supposed to be such an exciting time of year you know with the NFL regular season kind of ending and the moving of coaches and GMs and those sorts of things. And then baseball is supposed to be, you know, hot right now. They're supposed to be, this is like one is supposed to be one of the hottest times for sports of the year. I feel like right now. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, September, October, like these are great times in sports. And it's like right now because of baseball, it's just like, I have such a, we talked about this last week, but it's like, I just still have such a bitter taste in my mouth about what's going on. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm, used to be I guess I wouldn't really say I'm that much of like a gigantic baseball fan as I used to be just because it's kind of hard to enjoy these days and then now just like working doing other things it's hard to focus on it but also like I don't know I'd like to just enjoy being a baseball fan but you can't even just like bare minimum be a fan anymore like there's nothing to talk about there's nothing to be excited about like yeah I guess the off season but like you said this is still like one of the peak times like this is like hot stove season like that's Mm -hmm. something that you talk about all the times the off season like it's exciting to see where people end up like make predictions whatnot and there's just nothing and just no one really cares it seems like over there that no one is paying attention to them anymore it's true it's tough and it's like I feel like in the age of social media and content creators and content creation it's like I feel like that's where you make the majority of your money is likes, quick clicks, tweets. That's just where everything has moved. And it's like without any drama, news, nothing. It's like, where are you even making your money right now? Like, and, and you you think of these leagues and stuff as like these giant money makers, you know, they want stars, they want goals, they want home runs, they want, you know, whatever, because that's easy to market and those people make money. But it's like right now, mm-hmm. you think the people who hate to lose money as much as the MLB does, it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, then, like, I don't know if you saw it today, Shohei Otani was on the cover mm-hmm. of GQ, like, at a whole mm-hmm. spread or whatever, like, did one of those 10-minute videos. They can't market, like, the league and the Angels can't market that anyway because of the lockout. So you have one of your star players that they love to market in season, like, love to get his face out there. He's in popular, popular magazine. This should be something that they absolutely should be taking advantage of, but they can't because they're being little fucking dickwads. <laughs> Think about when Tom Brady was in GQ. Mm -hmm. like the marketing that they did off of that alone and like yeah it's Tom Brady he's one of the best athletes to ever exist but it's like Shohei Otani has been kind of not that he's one of the best athletes to ever exist but he's been in conversations a lot because he's a Japanese American baseball player and the noise he made last season and all of those sorts of like things that are going on with him it's like this is what you want to market right now is this culture change that baseball is heading towards and you can't even do that it's just it's it's beyond frustrating for me yeah, no, a thousand percent because he is like he's the I think he's the most marketable baseball player there is right Agreed. now just because he is a two way player, which you have not seen in so many years. He's so good at both sides of the field. And like you said, like he's a Japanese American, like Japanese immigrant here. And so he has that big audience out there, too, that like they love him out there. Like he's an international star and they are just not able to tap into that whatsoever when he's on GQ like that's your own fault 
I agree. I kind of love that it's like this, like, all right, you can lose all this money if you want, even though it's like hurting people that don't want to be involved in this right now. I don't know. It just Mm -hmm. sucks. Um, But at least there is some noise in the NFL. I had a couple questions to ask you. Obviously, I'm sure you know that the Patriots lost to the Dolphins last weekend, which I feel like the Patriots just don't play well in Miami in the last, you know, like, I guess Mm -hmm. under a little under a decade or so. It's just always a weird game for them there. Um, it's in, even when Tom Brady was here, it's just, in, I don't know. It's just an inconsistent yeah. thing for people to bet on or all, all of that. Um, but they, they go to Buffalo to play the bills this weekend. I did an entire show preview previewing this. Like I said, if you want to go listen to that, I was curious if you had any thoughts about the bills game or, um, a pick or anything like that, which we will also get into our picks a little later not gonna lie I don't feel super confident about it but also like these teams have met matched up with each other already so many times this season I'm like well at this point probably Bills fans feel the same way like it's only I don't know so I'm not entirely optimistic I'll probably still pick the Patriots just to be a homer and I just want to be supportive but I'm not super confident about it I don't really think I don't think anyone's super confident about it and if you are I feel like you're kind of lying to yourself no, I totally agree with that take. I I just, for me, it's like the Patriots went to Buffalo and beat up on the Bills in that first game this season, the like shitty weather game and ran the ball down their throats. Yes. And then the Bills came to Gillette and won. And it's like, now you're going back to Buffalo. It's like, I don't think you can beat the Bills twice in one season at home. But also like you can't bet against Bill Belichick in the postseason, even though I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited to see Mac Jones in the postseason and like what we get from him. But I, again, like he's the rookie quarterback. Like I'm not gonna be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm putting all my money on him just because he's rolling with Bill. Like yeah. they beat Buffalo and Buffalo the first time. Like I don't have that kind of confidence in them. I am glad you brought up Mac Jones because I'm not sure if you saw his press conference from after the Dolphins game, but I had one thing of note that he said, and it was that there is nothing to talk about when a reporter asked him about the game. I think there's a lot to talk about because that was, and I said this on the show that I recorded by myself. I said that as much as you don't want to go into the postseason with a rookie quarterback this was the first time this season that I have sort of seen Mac Jones you know during certain plays or certain drives he's looked like a rookie this was the first game that I have seen him from start to finish look like a rookie and he did say he was like you know it starts with me I got to be better blah 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 but it's like when you say there's nothing to talk about and you had a game like that or you're still talking about it there's clearly something to talk about Yeah, I don't know how to interpret that because I'm like, I don't know if it's him trying to like adhere to that mentality of, oh, like that game's over. There's nothing I can do. Like on to the next one, like we're on to the playoffs. Can't be bothered with that. Or it's just like, there's nothing positive to say about that game. I personally don't want to talk about it. I don't know how to take that quote. I agree. Also, I saw a picture circulating around New England Twitter of him and a dog with his girlfriend. Is this a new dog? Do you know? Did they get a puppy or is this just their dog? I don't know if it's a new dog because I do you follow her on Instagram. I don't. Okay, so I follow her on Instagram. I don't know if she's posted any pictures of the dog recently. I don't pay that much attention to what she posts. But I know, like, I've seen, like, her stories and stuff. And there's usually a dog in the background or someone barking. So I'm assuming it's that dog. I don't know if he or she's new. Okay. All right, yeah. The only wag I follow, the only Patriots (laughs) wag I follow is, you know, our girl Kennedy Stidham. So (laughs) I always say, I know exactly who it is. (laughs) Shout out, like, Kennedy. Go on, y'all have, yeah, you have already like their picture. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> yep, me too. Love Kennedy. I really want to just like go to Contessa with her and like talk to her about fashion. <laughs> um, she's so, so cool. She's so fucking cool. How are we not best friends with her? I don't get it. Probably, I don't know. Who knows? If if he stays here next season, I think that we should like slide in her DMs and ask if she wants to like go to brunch. She can like bring the baby. 
I would love that. You know, I would love to see. Oh my god! Imagine. Oh my god! Or like, leave the baby at home. You know, whatever. You whatever you're comfy with. We just want to be besties. Um. So my only other comment before we get into our picks for the wild card weekend is, I saw that Aaron. There was like this conspiracy theory that Aaron Rodgers actually wound up denying. Is it the Nick Jonas one? No, I don't know what you're talking about though. So I want to hear about that because that is, I, what? Those two names should not be used in a sentence together. Um, I thought that's what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. My story can wait. What the fuck is going on with Nick Jonas? Okay. I, I know I saw this TikTok. I don't know if I sent it to you. I sent it to someone because, oh, I sent it to my friend Cassie because she responded, yeah, you haven't heard that? Like just Google Aaron Rodgers and Nick Jonas. And there's like rumors, like there's this whole conspiracy that they're like dating or did date or something. And if you look it up, cause I was like, have they ever even like spoken to each other? Look up, I'm telling you, look up Aaron Rodgers and Nick Jonas. There's a bunch of pictures of them together. And they're like, no, they're just good friends. But like- No, 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 no. Way, I'm doing oh this my- right now. <laughs> it's one of the first things to pop- <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah Aaron Rodgers is dating Nick Jonas question mark in 2017 <laughs> why do I feel like this is like the Harry Styles and like Louis Louis Tomlinson like fanfic but for like NFL fans <laughs> I like because I was looking at the TikTok comments and like one of them was like yeah like Aaron was working out with Nick a lot like and someone was like why the fuck the would he not be working out with? like yeah I like an NFL like facility (laughs) like why is he working out with Nick Jonas (laughs) okay I'm about to text you the picture that it is for me Tyler I will also send this to you and I will post this on Twitter but this is like what makes me almost believe it is that fucking picture I need to see because like yes that's the picture that I saw on TikTok and I was like (laughs) where are they like is this like a club (laughs) that is the photo like that's they just what um (laughs) I think wow that just like changed where this was going but my comment that's really what I thought your theory was (laughs) I wish I had known about you I'm forever changed um so my comment was that there was this rumor that Aaron Rodgers denied which I haven't seen the Nick Jonas denials so maybe I'm a Nick Jonas truther (laughs) um that if he made it to the Super Bowl he was going to protest it because of the league's COVID protocols um but he denied it but I was kind of like that sounds like some shit that Aaron Rodgers would absolutely do (laughs) probably I would believe it if I saw someone tweet that I would absolutely believe it probably so he can sit at home and hold hands with Nick Jonas during the Super Bowl but like who knows <laughs> I mean Nick Jonas is cute he's not my favorite Jonas but like yeah no he's not my favorite but whatever wait which one's Maybe your favorite type. Joe me too we have the same taste in boys <laughs> which is brutal <laughs> It's a good thing that we are just like such different types of girls so that we don't really have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever run into that problem. <laughs> no. Okay. Not so Sarah and I are going to make picks just because once again, we think that this is kind of fun. Same thing with the UGA week last week that Sarah will, I'm sure repay at some point, but tweet us punishment for the losers for the person who gets the most playoff predictions wrong um I'm going to give a reason why I am taking each pick Sarah you can do the same you can even say whatever you feel like so the first game that we are picking between is the Raiders at Bengals game I am taking the Bengals because I think that Joe Burrow is playing some of the best football out of all of the quarterbacks that are in the postseason right now. And I think, yeah, that's what I think. I think I, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to take Derek Carr over Joe Burrow right now in the postseason. Sarah, who is your pick? I'm going bagels just because I like Joe Burrow. So. 
I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I know he's doing well this season. So I'm like, yeah, plus I just like Joe Burrow. <laughs> he could also, if he wins, it is a 100% guarantee that he is going to smoke another cigar. So it's another opportunity mm-hmm. for us to be branded. So we love, we love that. We welcome that. <laughs> didn't didn't like he could brand us at the same time. I think Will Wayne's the one that was like two bitches at the same time, synchronized swimmers. <laughs> Joe Burrow hit us up. <laughs> um, the Eagles at Bucks game. I am, you know, once again, I hate to compare quarterbacks. I think that even with all of the injuries, which I did talk about in our show today that I put out solo by myself. I don't really care who Tom Brady is throwing to. I will take him over Jalen Hurts all day. I also think the Bucks defense is just going to mollywop the fucking Eagles. So I am taking the Bucks, Sarah. I assume you have the same take, but yes. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, perfect. I feel like our tiebreaker is going to have to be one of the last three games, but our next game yeah. Steelers at Chiefs. I am so excited for Ben Roethlisberger's retirement game. Fuck Big Ben. I'm taking the Chiefs all day. And I'm so excited that he's going to be walked out by the future style of quarterback in the NFL. Goodbye. Good riddance. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm also taking the Chiefs just because I hate Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So I think we both already said that you are taking the Patriots and I'm taking the Bills. Yes. Just because I don't think the Patriots are going to win in Buffalo twice this season and you're a homer, so that one's easy. 49ers and Cowboys, I feel like this has been kind of the talk of the town if you watch ESPN (laughs) or any sports shows around is that people are saying that the 49ers are playing good football right now coming off of their win this week and, you know, they don't trust the Cowboys in the postseason and the... 49ers are built for the postseason. It's the worst matchup the Cowboys could get. I don't really give a shit. I feel like the Cowboys are playing decent enough football right now. They're less inconsistent. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and that's where I'm at. So I am indeed taking the Cowboys. Sarah, who are you taking? I was actually going to go the Cowboys too, just because knowing Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know. It, okay. He just hasn't been great this season. So that I do know. <laughs> okay. Um, and our last pick Cardinals at Rams, I am going to take the Cardinals JJ, or I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to take the Rams. JJ Watt is back, but I don't really know how healthy he is. So I, here's my thing. I'm taking the Rams in hopes that Matt Stafford does not throw the big one in this game. Because I think that that's going to be the difference. I think that this team is so evenly matched. They are the two most star-studded teams in the entire NFL. But my concern is that Matt Stafford is just a more mature Matt Stafford than he was in the Lions. And he throws more interceptions than most vets in the league. That's my concern is that he's going to give up the big one to the Cardinals defense. I think if he can make this entire game without throwing that pick, that pick six, whatever you want to call it. I think that it's going to be the Rams. They're playing good football right now. Sarah, thoughts? I'm going Cardinals. Okay. I don't really have any specific reason, just going Cardinals. Okay, cool. All right, so we have two different takes. I feel like that's good enough. There will be a tiebreaker in there somewhere. Yeah. I also realize that I am taking most of the favored teams, but like, I don't really care. Um, I'm I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't even care. You know what? Clearly I don't care. I'm wearing a hot pink onesie on this show. If you missed that Twitter poll, here is, here is my time Ooh. to shine. Ooh, it's cute. <laughs> Did I just do like a discount double check? I don't even know. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, or SoundCloud, I apologize that you don't get to watch my shenanigans, but That is all of our comments for the NFL this week. If you would like more, like I said, go check out that episode. But for now, we are going to move in to lacrosse talk. I am actually, Sarah, I'm so sad that I cannot, I see you have in our notes, the game to watch this week is Panther City at New York Riptide. And this is actually what I want to talk about first. I know that this is out of order, but I'm working Saturday covering the Lowell game at seven and I can't watch this game. 
So I'll give you updates because I am working at that time too, but I think I'm just going to put it on the TV because most of my work is just on my laptop. So I'll give you updates every quarter of how the Riptide are doing because those are the only two teams left that do not have a win. So someone's got to fucking win this game. I'm not going to lie. I Well, no, actually, because I was going to say Panther City because they've looked really good, but also the Riptide have not played in like a month and they were with FT and you know I would never root against Jeff Teat. So for that reason, because he's returning, I am taking the Riptide, actually. Yes. Are there ties in, <laughs> are there ties in lacrosse? No, it goes into overtime. Okay. So, the, but there's no overtime limit? Oh, no. Oh, I would just go for... into, like, another overtime. Oh, I want chaos. I Because these are my two favorite teams. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Life <laughs> or death. I'm choosing the New York Riptide because they chose me. But I think that we can both <laughs> confidently say that we are Panther City fans now. Oh, absolutely. Like, because I feel like we both have, like, you have the Riptide. I'll get into who I think my team is. I'm not really sure yet. But, um, and then, sorry, my sister just walked into the room. Hi, Lauren. Anyways, Lauren, shout out of the week. Kendra says hi. Hi. I can't learn. Anyways, yeah, I do like Panther City just after our conversation last week. So I wouldn't be mad if they win. Okay. All right. So you kind of hinted that you might have solidified a favorite team. Also, while you explain that, I am... Oh, also, I forgot to say that this is the Owls Brew Boozy Tea and Botanicals. I'm trying the English breakfast. Who do we think your new found favorite team is? Okay, so... I should have put in notes. I'm between two. I'm between San Diego Seals and Vancouver Warriors. San Diego is doing really good this season. So is Vancouver, but like San Diego just looks like kind of the stronger team on both ends to me. But I don't know. I don't know who I want to pick yet. It's tough. Plus they're in the same division. Mm. I, I think that the Seals mascot is way cooler because I can't think of another Seal, but there's other Warriors. <laughs> that is true there are other warriors <laughs> and like seal swag would be kind of sick like imagine being like yeah i'm a seal fan i would say plus they have like the purple and golds and i like that color scheme mm-hmm. but i don't know I, there's just something about vancouver i like too okay i don't know all right all right well okay so when should we expect your answer of a favorite team do we have to wait till the end of the season or or, I don't know. I or, feel like I have to pick one. I have to pick one before playoffs. Here's my vote. You make okay. a tweet and you say, first one to retweet this gets my fandom. <laughs> and then, well, I just feel like go to my, war. Might be cheating because one of the people, Aiden, I work with at Lacrosse Flash, is the social person for Vancouver. So he follows me already from that account. And I know someone will be like, Aiden, go hop on this right now. In our Does he follow chat. Saturdays and Seltzers? I don't know. Big I think fan. he does from his personal account. Well, shit. What are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I also I'll love that guy. Playoffs. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fair. I'll allow it. I see you have some comments about Albany and the Bandits before we move on to the NHL. So what do we have? So Albany, we were talking about this last week when we were like, oh yeah, there's three teams that still don't have a win. Check Albany off that. They got their first win. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, there's no chance of them beating Saskatchewan just because Saskatchewan is such a powerhouse. They did it, and it was a dominant win. They held Saskatchewan, I think, to six goals, which is okay. kind of nuts. And now Saskatchewan is one and three, and they were, like, projected to be by far, like, the top of the Western Division. And granted, it is still so early on in mm-hmm. season that, like, I wouldn't worry by any means. I think I said that last week, too. But it's kind of weird to see them getting off to such a slow start because I think we've said it before in this show, like they kind of are like the Patriots or the whip snakes of totally. the NLL. So when they're getting off to a one, three start and like they have such a strong roster, I know their goaltender Adam shoot is still kind of getting used to it. You know, we talked about he's, this is his first year as that starter role, but something about their offense, just like 
they're not clicking like not even not clicking but just learn what are you doing <laughs> okay but um I don't know they just can't get it done like they used to and I'm sure it's just something they'll get over like they'll have one really good game and that'll be it and we'll never think of it again but for now it's just weird <laughs> okay all right then the bandits I also mentioned last week that they were undefeated and I was like well they haven't really played a super difficult team yet they're playing Toronto this weekend and I said that was the game to watch they ended up beating Toronto 12 to 6 so granted Toronto is without two of their best players still 12 to 6 is pretty legit I I don't know. They might be my favorite to win now. Although Halifax, I haven't seen play in like a month now either. Okay. I think they're by far the favored ones, but I would like to see Buffalo win just because they have so many good players that we like on the show, like Josh Burns. Yeah, we are. We, this is a Josh pro Josh Burn podcast. Um, <laughs> so okay, I'm I I do appreciate that your game to watch this week is Panther City at the Riptide just for both teams hoping for a win. I wish I could watch it, but I am looking forward to the updates. Um, I feel like we have a pretty decently sized NHL slot this week, but I want to start it off with some Evander Kane conversation. Evander Kane, obviously no longer a shark. Um, You sent me a tweet earlier this week about an account making a scroll post about potential places that Evander Kane could go. And your comment was to read the room. And I couldn't agree more just because I personally don't see him playing anywhere anytime this season. I don't know about you. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't, as much as the NHL feels to me sort of like an elitist blue collar league at times. I don't think anyone is dumb enough to touch this PR stunt. I don't know how you feel though. I don't know. Cause I did see something that Edmonton said that they were looking into it. I don't know if that means that they're going to do anything, but basically Edmonton's manager was like, we're doing our due diligence, obviously like doing all thorough background checks. Like, whatever fluff Evan or Kane does not he should not fluff. be playing <laughs> yeah. I, if you're doing your due diligence I think it should take about 30 seconds to figure that out yep I agree with you there my I guess my main question about this though is do you think yes or no he will be on an NHL roster again I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna say yes me too I do think he'll be on <laughs> yeah I just don't think this season. Yeah, I don't think this season, knock on wood, I think at least for now, teams are smart enough to stay away for the time being. I mean, who knows? They've done dumber things. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think for this season, at least no, but I think he'll definitely be back. Yep, I agree, unfortunately. Um, It's just like, my thing is, is it's, uh, we talked about this last week when we were talking, I don't remember what the conversation was. Oh, it was about the Antonio Brown situation, how we were saying, you know, mm-hmm. not that he sexually assaulted someone, but it's not that far off from me, the things that he's been accused of, gotten in trouble for, those sorts of things, to say mm-hmm. that it, it becomes such a behavioral pattern that at some point, it's like, this is bound to happen again are you going to touch someone like this? Because we talked about how Antonio Brown last week that you, you start to, you start to mix up the pieces and the details with other players that have gotten in trouble for similar things. And it's like, Wally Vander Kane mm-hmm. has gotten in trouble for things that other players haven't gotten in trouble for. It's like, I don't think that this is something that you can quite brush under the rug so easily, just because there are so many allegations that are sort of new. Like, I don't think that I've ever seen an NHL player get in trouble for potentially gambling against their team. I'm sure that there are piece of, piece of shit guys who, you know, have not paid their child support or whatever before it. But I feel like both of these things are just such on, on such an extreme that this could be such a toxic thing to put into your locker room, especially if you have a guy, a team with good guys who have like good character and mm-hmm. also guys who, you know, love their wives and their kids and fan bases who have like a strong backbone. It's like, at what point do you risk your culture and your locker room and your culture for your fan base? I just, 
I don't know, because I feel like another thing we talk about, we've definitely talked about on the show before, is, like, just hockey culture in specific and mm-hmm. how it is, like, compared to, like, other sports, it's extremely toxic, which is really saying something, and so I feel like it is very typical hockey culture to just be like, oh, let's give him a second chance, whatever, where I saw someone posted a tweet today where if you go on Evander Kane's Wikipedia page, there's a whole section just for controversies, and it's, like, six, seven different things, like, he's had his second chances like you gotta just cut ties at this point like it's a bad look for everyone involved yep and we talked about you know the potential of the Bruins signing him at one point and our our answers were both basically the same thing and it's like it doesn't change my mind now that he actually is no longer a shark um I do want to talk about the Bruins though something we have not agreed on, which is funny because I feel like, you know, we're usually on the same page is the goaltending situation. And this week it was announced that Jeremy Swayman was going to be sent down to Providence where I totally understand you, you kind of went on a tangent on Twitter yesterday and I really appreciated it. I like when you go off um, and you said that you were kind of tired of this conversation and that all marks contract made this impossible and it's like I totally understand that nobody wants to send that high of a paid player down and I I totally get that side Mm -hmm. of the argument for me I'm just one of those people it's like I don't really care about the money you made a bad contract whatever you keep the best players on the ice my concern is you know sort of ruining Jeremy Swayman's confidence here but I understand the move and what you said was correct in the fact that he is going to absolutely embarrass the rest of the AHL but he was sent Mm -hmm. down um, it's Tuka and Allmark now, so I want to know how you feel and your thoughts on the whole situation. Yeah, you know, I think it's a really bittersweet situation because Swayman, he has done such a great job up here. But again, just like the way Allmark's contract set up, he's no trade clause. It's four years. You're paying him all this money for each. Lawrence, look at me, shake your head because she's also upset that Swayman got sent down. But um, yeah. I don't know. I just think for this year, at least like Tuka's on just the one year deal. We don't know what we're going to be getting from him. So worst comes to worst, you can pull Swayman back up. You know, you can mix up things a little bit. And again, it's just for a year. It doesn't sound like Tuka's like looking like he even said himself, like, I'm not looking to get paid. I'm not looking for some like huge long-term contract. Like the window's kind of closing on our like core group. We just want one more chance. I would like that one more chance with this group. And so Swayman, I think, I think, I think it was Sweeney yesterday said it he was like Jeremy Swayman is going to be here for a long time he's I going saw to be this. our long-term goaltender like it, it happens like you've seen it in other clubs over the years where guys can go and have like a uh, shutout one game and make like 50 saves and then they get sent down to the AHL the next day just because of how things work out and it's not like we're never going to see him again like it's not like that's the end of it and I think it's nothing but good for him to get more development in the AHL just because I think he only had 11 games down there total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does struggle. Like you could see sometimes in his game, like moments where it's like, okay, he's a rookie. Like yeah. he hasn't had a ton of experience down at that level that he could have figured that out. So I think it'll be a good place for him to learn and fix that mm-hmm. and come back even better, which what there's nothing like wrong with that. Like he yeah. already is so good and he's so young. Mm-hmm. I'm not super upset. I am upset about the goalie hugs going away. But Yeah, um, I do agree with you that at times he does look like a rookie. Like his rebound control could obviously be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he could definitely work on smothering pucks and those sorts of things. There are, you know, details that yeah. he could clean up. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, Caps game the other night because I feel like this was a huge win for the Bruins, huge win for Bruins confidence. I, this was a ton of goals and against a good club, you know, like the Capitals are really respected in the league. They obviously have a lot of vet talent. And I thought that this was a good win for the Bruins. So that kind of threw me into like a question about the stretch of the season, because we know that Tuca is a good goalie. Don't get me wrong. We've seen him do so much for so long for this team. And I do agree with keeping the core together, but it's like, mm-hmm. I kind of think that no matter who you throw in right now, Swayman is that number two guy and they did get a good win the other night. But as you go down the stretch of the season, I'm curious if they really do want to make a run, if they are sort of, you know, putting their best opportunity to do so on the ice. I do appreciate the vet presence, but I'm curious about their, your thoughts on their like maybe postseason aspirations at this point. 
Well, I will say, because I remember last year, everyone was kind of like, oh, you're really going to send Halak down and you're going to pull up Swayman for the playoffs just because they were kind of riding the hot hand at that point because Swayman had had those few appearances up there, but they're like, okay, this kid's legit. Let's keep him up there. So that's why I think come the playoffs, like, yeah, right now, like, this is just how it's going to be. You know, you have Allmark, you have Rast, that's what you have to work with. But if it came down to it where they're going to make, like, a serious playoff push and say, like, Rask or Allmark is not performing up to standards, I think they absolutely will at least pull Swimming up to give him that chance because, like, how can you not? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you know, that's the beauty of having an AHL system so close. Not that it would matter whether it was mm-hmm. close or not, but it's like these guys kind of don't have that sense of being too far away from the NHL level. And it's like, I think that he does have the confidence as long as he can keep it to be pulled up if he needs to be or, you know. Yeah find some chemistry off the ice with some people, which I think is great. Not that, you know, goalies need that much chemistry, but it doesn't feel like he's going to be too far away, you know, from the friends that he's made in the NHL and all of that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I, I think that this is going to be interesting to watch. One of the craziest things that I saw on hockey Twitter this week though, was that I, have you seen like the whole Tuka Bud Light thing? Yes. Okay. So I saw the Bud Light tweet, but I noticed that Tuka was not verified on Twitter. Yeah, because I've been following Tuka, I think, for a few years now, and I kind of forgot he had a Twitter, because then I saw that, I was like, oh, is this a fake account? And I do remember Tuka saying, like, I'll sign for a pack of beers, like, I don't give a fuck, like, whatever. And then I saw that tweet, and because it wasn't verified, I just assumed it was, like, a parody or something. Then I went to click on it, just because I saw, like, the Bruins retweeted it, so I was like, oh, like, did they fall for it? But I saw I was already following it, so, like, did he get unverified at some point? Because I feel like I would not have followed him originally if he wasn't verified. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that even when athletes like him aren't verified, there are very clear indicators that they are who they say they are. You know, whether it's Mm -hmm. they have a ton of followers or they post authentic content or other verified accounts are interacting with them. So it's like it's easy to tell that it actually is him. But I tweeted I tweeted at Twitter and the verification stuff. And I was like, what? Like, verify this man. Like, (laughs) He is the Boston Bruins goalie and has been for quite some time. There's these fucking college kids with like a thousand followers that are fucking verified on Instagram, like how or and Twitter and whatever. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Like, because there are a lot of like college hockey players in particular. I feel like they're verified and have like eight hundred followers. Like, never use Twitter. Like, how did they manage that? But Tukaras didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like even some of these Providence Bruins players are fucking verified on Twitter. But like the main mm-hmm. goalie who's been there since like Vietnam isn't verified. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, like I said, like it's it's not that Twitter needs you to fill out an application to be verified. Oftentimes, they will just verify people. <laughs> So it's like, I, I just, I don't understand, especially after this kind of Bud Light thing blew up and I, I don't know, hopefully that changes soon just because that would, I think that that would help him and the whole, whatever <laughs> he has going on. So that was my other comment about that. I do also want to talk about Kodak Black. <laughs> I need a yes or no answer if I'm allowed to ask you the question that I have highlighted in our show notes. <laughs> Uh, well, I do know the answer. Okay. I, I was told no. I was told okay. no. There is none. Okay. So my question for Sarah was, am I allowed to ask you if there was penetration? So the answer is no. Um, I'm not no. sure how we can't not bring this up because this was like the most talked about thing on <laughs> hockey Twitter yesterday. I've been a Kodak black mm-hmm. fan forever because I'm from Florida. He's from Florida. I wumbo you wumbo he, she, we <laughs> wumbo. So I love Kodak black. I love Kodak black's music. I think he's hilarious. This whole thing was just so funny to me. And I'm sure that it sent a lot of social media teams into a panic, but the fact that so many fans are being brought to the NHL because of Kodak Black being twerked on in a box is just chef's kiss to me. Well, the funniest part was, so he was in that box. The suite over was, um, what should we call it? Like the owners of the Panthers. The owner suite, They had yeah. no idea this is going on. But apparently the story is Kodak Black thought that this, uh, you know, like you have the glass in front of you. He didn't realize people could see into it. 
that's apparently what the thing <laughs> was. I, I don't know. <laughs> Kodak Black. I saw some hilarious <laughs> tweets about this. Like Emerson oh, Latia. Funny memes. Shout out Emerson Latia. <laughs> Two minutes high sticking Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> like the tweets were great I enjoyed Twitter last night I stayed up far too late watching the Sharks game and participating in Kodak Black Twitter um I hope that we remember this forever this was my favorite hockey moment ever like and I when I say that I have there have been some great hockey moments but never will there ever be a hockey moment like this ever again so well and this morning I was like it's gonna be so funny just like randomly like months from now when we're like Hey, remember when Kodak Black did that the Panther game? <laughs> I saw this tweet that had like 30,000 likes by the time I saw it a second time today that I retweeted. And it was like Kodak Black uh-huh. really walked into the Panthers arena and was like, felt the atmosphere and was like, yeah, I can fucking hear. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted at the NHL. They're like, I guess sex sells. <laughs> Like the NHL needs more sex. <laughs> the NHL is not a pro sex podcast. Um, I <laughs> I literally love that so much. The tweets were just top tier. Um, so I think more rappers should go to hockey games. And it's like I've been to the Panthers arena. Like, don't get me wrong, it's like a fine place, but never would I walk in there and be like, yeah, I could fucking hear. <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine the atmosphere is like that. It's so cold in there. When I tell you it's the coldest arena I have ever been to, and like I have been to a few arenas, and that was, and I was up in the top of like the rafters, so cold, so cold. Nothing about that arena made made me want to get naked. I'll tell you that much for free. (laughs) So long live Kodak, King Kodak. I have one comment about the NBA before we move on. I know you're not an NBA person, but Clay Thompson, I know you know who that is, returned to the Warriors this week. It was actually his first game in their new arena since it had opened. He like kind of started off slow, but eventually found a rhythm, scored some points. I feel like he got his feet back under him. He should absolutely return to the clay of old. Um, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I think that this, like, we talked to Molly Morrison earlier this year about the NBA and Golden State was, you know, voted the number one team in the NBA when we talked to her earlier this season. And I don't see that that is going to change now that Clay is back. Steph's having, you know, an MVP style season and just to have, you know, his number two weapon back is just kind of solidifies that for me. So I am team Clay. He just makes the game so much more fun, better to watch. He's a phenomenal shooter. I love that he kind of has some attitude about him. I love that this entire Warriors team kind of has, you know, some attitude, some swag. I love Aisha Curry. Draymond Green can, you know, fuck off. But, like, I, I, I love this team. I'm excited for it. You know, if it's not going to be the Bucks out of the East or, you know, anyone other than, like, the Sixers, fuck it. Like, go off Golden State in the finals. So I did that- see my one NBA game I went to. I saw the Celtics play the Warriors. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look at you. NBA Sarah, big, big NBA girl. Oh, yeah. Basketball <laughs> is my life. Great night. <laughs> Ball is life. Ball is life. So. Moving in to sort of closing our show, we have a couple more topics for you guys. As always, we have our pulp culture shit of the week. I am so glad that you added this into our show notes because I saw it right before we got on to record. What do you have for us for pop culture this week? I actually just saw this right before we record. I did not know this up until like an hour ago that Megan Fox and MGK are engaged. That was news to me. Yeah, The Ring did you see it yeah (laughs) it's so her I really hope they last I saw someone post on TikTok maybe a week ago they're like I predicted 2022 Megan Fox and MGK are going to get engaged by the end of the year and now it's a week into the year so (laughs) did you see the video no I didn't see the video 
Yeah, there's actually an engagement video of like him proposing and it's really cute. You should definitely go watch it. Anyone listening to this should go watch it. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to this show for a month, you know that we are Megan Fox and MGK stands. We always ha- have been, always will be. I think that yes. they're the most interesting couple in Hollywood other than like oddly Kim and Pete, which is just, <laughs> I don't know. But they're my favorite. I love them. I love that they're just like so openly fucking weird together. I think that that's like admirable Mm -hmm. and they don't care. And I kind of also love that like they both have kids and have found a way to like kind of make this work and like merge their families and still are like passionate about their families and those sorts of things. So I I think that this is really cool from them. I'm excited. Also, do we think that their wedding is going to be like a fucking rager or do we think it's going to be like an intimate, you know, like destination wedding i feel like it's going to be some like intimate like the not themed because i think they're above the theme thing but it's going to have like a specific like color scheme it's going to be like smaller you know a darker thing. okay yeah i was gonna say the same thing i was like i think that she wears like a black dress like goes i think they all go like full goth like beach wedding in like Mm -hmm. some weird country with like just their families yep. and Courtney and Travis, everyone has to wear black, even Megan. <laughs> and then they like drink champagne on the beach and blackout. Like I feel uh. like they both, I feel like they both are just gonna like dress in all black and like it's just gonna be their families on a beach and then Courtney and Travis and they're just gonna drink champagne on a beach and blackout and that's it in their like ballroom attire. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't think it's gonna be some like big Hollywood like at you have to be there type thing. No, I don't either. My, also an engagement, I put this in our show notes yesterday, my pop culture shit of the week, that was Ben Simmons is actually engaged to like some British TV person and they've only been dating since like July. I didn't even know he was dating anyone. (laughs) Me either. I thought that like he had been single since like the whole Kendall situation, which was like, I think like 2019 Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but, like, I guess he's been dating this girl since, like, July. She seems to be, somebody called him, her, her, his baby mama, which, like, I don't know if that's true. I didn't know if they had a child or something, but I did see that. So, if you know, like, tweet us. But that was kind of strange to me, but they're engaged. The ring is massive, obviously, because he's Ben Simmons. But, like, I I think that the reason that I didn't know about (laughs) that he was dating anyone is just because like the narrative around him has been just that he sucks at basketball and then all this like drama before the (laughs) season. So it doesn't surprise me that this happened. I was just like kind of shocked to see it. Um, yeah, I had no idea he was even dating someone. (laughs) No, me either. Um, I have a tea party segment this week. Did you have a tea party segment? I don't see it in our notes. I do not. I think that your tea party segment was the Aaron Rodgers and Nick Jonas bomb. Um, <laughs> my tea party this week is the Jason Tatum and Kendrick Perkins beef. Did you see this? Was this what was on Twitter? Probably. Yes, it was on Twitter. I'll read the headline so you like have some more information about it. And then I'll let you, you know, say how you feel because I have some feelings about it. Um, so Mass Live put out an article by Brian Robb, and he said the Celtics had a feel-good blowout win over the Knicks on Saturday night, but that didn't prevent some criticism of the Celtics All-Star on Twitter. NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins has been called critical of the All-Star <laughs> duo Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in recent weeks. Amid a rough stretch of games for Boston, the former Celtic has openly questioned whether the duo can be their best together and coexist well. Jalen Brown played one of his best games of the season in Saturday's victory, posting 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists in his first career triple-double. However, Perkins couldn't help but take a subtle shot at Tatum's performance during the victory in a post-game tweet. He said that Jalen Brown completely took over this game with his first triple-double of his career, played a perfect game while Jason Tatum went 6-for-14 from the field. They got the win, though. Carry on. Tatum fired back quickly at Perkins in a response to the critique for how his name was brought up amid Brown's night. He said, normalize uplifting one man without bringing another one down. How do you feel about that? I think I'm on Jason Tatum's side there because I absolutely agree. I feel like we say that all the time. Like, you don't have to bring someone else down to be like, oh, yeah, this person had a good game. Like, 
it and not just like in sports just in general you don't have to bring someone else down to compare them there's no okay. reason to compare them you can just say someone played well <laughs> okay see I kind of disagree with you here I think this is soft um I think that you know as much as you don't want to be criticized in a public spotlight that's Kendrick Perkett's job you're part of what you're signing up for is to be criticized your game to be criticized and earlier this year there were just some decisions to be made about the chemistry in this team the three of you between you two and Marcus Smart were kept together and obviously that's going to come with some criticism when you know there should have been some chemistry moves in this situation you guys aren't playing up to the expectation you guys all got contracts you all got money and you know you're not playing up to a, the Celtic standard um and that's how I feel about it I think that this is soft you know like as much as I do agree with the fact that like you don't have to always compare people I think that there's an expectation that you can't go six for 14 from the field you know what I mean uh, that's just it and and if you do you deserve to be criticized and it's like you are going to compare the two because they're the two stars on this team and sometimes that's just how it boils down I think that this is soft I do agree with you don't always have to compare people but in certain situations I feel like you do um so I I, I that's just how I feel about it I feel like it's, it's kind of soft you, I feel like that's not a comment that you have to respond to and it's like Jason Tatum did say that the beef has been squashed like they're fine there's no it's all love whatever which like I believe you know like like that, yeah. that stuff happens and I'm sure that they had like a private conversation or whatever but Jason Tatum's job Jalen Brown's job is to go out and play basketball Kendrick Perkins job now is to go out and critique you on how you play basketball um and I just think it's natural to compare those two at times yeah I feel like I only have that same stance the stance that I do have just because I feel like as someone that doesn't like closely follow the Celtics by any means anytime I do see any sort of criticism it's always oh, like, one of these two has to be traded, like, there's no reason to run with these two, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah, like, I feel like there's already so much up against them constantly that it's like, okay, Jalen Brown had a great game, like, let's talk about that, let's focus on yeah. that, it doesn't always have to be the same, oh, these two, like, are supposed to be the future of the Celtics, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with that take, and it is okay to disagree. I appreciate that from you, and, and I totally get that, it's like, from someone who doesn't follow other sports closely, I totally feel that way from time to time. And I'm like, why, why does this always mm -hmm. have to happen? But in, in certain circumstances, I do think that it is necessary. And I hope that this kind of encourages those two in a weird way to maybe, it's not like you can work on chemistry, you either have it or you don't. But it's like, they've clearly showed that they had yeah. chemistry before. And I hope this is kind of you know, un an unfortunate media spark to get that chemistry back because I think that that would be good for the Celtics because they are definitely not playing to the best of their abilities right now, even though they have beaten some good teams recently. Yes. <laughs> you know, they beat the Bucks maybe a week or two ago. Um, they went into overtime against the Magic, which is embarrassing. And then that loss to the Knicks the other night was just horrific. So hopefully these Celtics can get back to being themselves in the coming weeks if they have any postseason admiration. Closing thoughts, Sarah, I'm so glad you added yours into the show. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm so sad about this. I think everyone is. Uh, just rest peace to Bob Saget. That was not what I saw coming yeah. to start the year. So, yeah, Betty White, Bob Saget in one week is so sad. I did see a release today though that he definitely died in his sleep with no pain, which I think is, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's a big deal. Um, I think when you think about someone that you've adored through your childhood, obviously, I think almost anyone in the generations that are listening to this know Full House, listen to Full or watch Full House, know Bob Saget. So I think that that's a positive. Yeah, I think that, that does make it a little less daunting to at least know yeah. it wasn't like, I don't know, it's yeah. just so sad. It's so I sad. I mean, yeah, there's no way to say like, hey, like it's a good way to go because there's no good way to go. But it's like, I think everyone can collectively agree that he's such a good guy that if he had to go, that that's like, that would be my choice because that's kind of, that's kind of how I would want to go. Little, little less sad closing thought from me. I just want to wish everyone a happy Hobie Baker season. The, um, 
top 77 nominees or whatever I believe were released a couple of hours ago today. I looked that over. I do believe a few people were snubbed. Um, I think that there are definitely on some people on this list that don't deserve to be there, which you know is bound to happen when you have 70 something people listed. So let me know your Hobie Baker thoughts. If you have a favorite, if you took a look at this list and thought there were people that should be on there, shouldn't be on there. Um, Sarah, maybe we should move into some college hockey stuff coming up as the season, you know, is kind of hitting that like second stretch. Yes, I agree. Yeah. College hockey is fun, especially the second end of the season. You know, we got the bean pot coming. We should go the bean pot. Yes. That was the last sporting event I went to before COVID was the bean pot. So yep. I want to go back again. All right, Bean Pot, it is for the girls of SNS. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We love you guys. Keep on cooking, y'all, and we will see you next week. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze too cute. I can tell you new and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls. Get them girls. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls. Get them girls. Uh. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your host, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.